Um, I'm Cassidy, for those of you who don't know me. Uh, I'm on staff here with Chi Alpha. Um, did you guys know that the quarter's like over? It's like pretty much over. That's crazy. It kind of feels like September, whatever date that was. It was like a couple weeks ago. It's just crazy. Um, if you guys want to bow your heads with me and pray, we're going to do that really quick. Uh, dear Only Father, thank you so much for this last Tuesday of spring quarter 2018. Uh, it's been a really good year, Lord. You have blessed us so much. We're so grateful for the, the blessings you have heaped upon us, for the friendships you have brought us over this year, God. Um, yeah, I just lift up everyone in this room that you would, uh, when they go out, go out today, God, that you would be with them, walking with them and continuing to to encourage them over the summer, and, and yeah, God, just ask them, yeah, that you just help continue to help them grow over the summer as they um, come closer to you, God. In your name, amen. Um, so if I could have the Bible passers, uh, pass out Bibles, if you need a Bible, just raise your hand. Um, so yeah, so as, like I was saying, four years is a really significant amount of time, so whether uh, you're graduating or not, I want you to take one minute and I want you to think about your first day of classes, your freshman year, whether it was this year or four years ago. It doesn't matter. Think about that first day of classes. Take one minute and write down two things that have changed about you since that day. Two things changed about you. One minute. Go. It's really hard to tell if it's been a minute or not up here. I have no idea. But hopefully you got to uh, write down uh, two things that have changed about you. Um, so on this final Tuesday of the year, I'm going to finish First Thessalonians. Um, hasn't this been a really good series, guys? First Thessalonians, Thessalonians is bomb.com, as Melissa would say. Um, it's just pretty awesome. Um, but first, can I tell you guys a story? Yeah. Stories. I love stories. Um, so it's the end of my freshman year of college. Um, I, I went to Sikkim. It was amazing. If you're going to Sikkim, I'm so excited for you. I love Sikkim. It was so fun. Um, Sikkim, if you don't know, is the Student Institute of Campus Ministry. You spend a week with a bunch of other students learning how to like lead a Bible study, stuff like that. It was an awesome week. I grew so much that week. I felt like I grew so much closer to Jesus. I learned so much. I got to stay with these amazing hosts that, like, took us to Dairy Queen and, like, made us dinner and, like, talked to us. And they had um, just, like, these two really cool daughters that hung out with us. And it was just awesome. It was an awesome week. Um, I, I started getting really excited about the next year. I was going to be a core facilitator for the first time. I was just, it was awesome. Awesome week. And then uh, there should be a picture, actually. That was the group of ladies that went with me to Sikkim, and then there's another picture. Um, that's the whole group of us that went to Sikkim that year. Um, it's a pretty awesome group. Yeah, they're awesome. 
Um, but at the end of that week, I moved to Portland. Um, and if you know me, my family's not from Portland, so I moved to Portland alone. Um, I lived with my grandpa um, for the whole summer doing a film internship. Um, and I wasn't uh, super close with that grandparent, and he's not much of a talker. Um, <laughs> so I didn't really have anyone to talk to. Um, so I moved to Portland alone. I had no one to talk to, and I was sitting on my bed for, the, for that first night. And I just like realized like for the first time what it meant to move to Portland alone. I was going to spend 10 weeks totally alone. I had to show up to my internship alone. I had to meet my new boss and coworkers alone. I didn't know anyone. I had to learn how to drive in Portland, which is no joke. Um, I had to navigate to, and get to work on time. Um, and some days we'd start as early as 5 a.m. if we were shooting. And then like if we were shooting, it was like a different location every day. And so I had to find a new address like every day. It was really scary. Like I had to like have a lot of courage um, to be able to do that. Um, uh, I have a picture actually from that. The picture is of our production office, if you can see me. It's pretty fun. So we're in a studio apartment in Portland. It was, it was really fun internship, but I was also like extremely lonely that summer. Um, I went from a week of having all these wonderful friends surrounding me to oh, 10 weeks of nobody. Um, I think the, the greatest shock, though, was the spiritual climate change. So I went from this, like, amazing time of growing with Jesus and feeling encouraged to, like, uh, like nothing. Like, I started going to this new church for the first time, and they had, like, a college group. But they already had, like, all their friends groups, and so I, like, sat alone the first week. And it was just, like, kind of scary and sad and, like, really lonely. Um, also, like, I went into a, a work environment that was very different. Uh, my, my boss didn't like another boss, and so there's, like, a lot of tension all the time. And so it was a pretty toxic uh, work environment that I entered into. And I remember my first night just sitting there being like, oh, my gosh, like, I don't know what to do. And I, like, messaged all these people, like, please pray for me. <laughs> I'm not going to make it this summer. Um, I just remember being, like, really scared. And, I, you know, in that moment, there was kind of a question that came up was, did I really have a relationship with God without Chi Alpha? Um, these, these were, like, this group of people that surrounded me and encouraged me. And without them, in a secular work environment, did I have a relationship with God still. Um, the whole book of 1 Thessalonians has been about how Paul had to leave them suddenly. Um, they're baby Christians, and without Paul, they're a little bit lost. So did these Thessalonians have a relationship with Jesus without Paul? So he was the one that he brought Jesus to them, he was the one that first told them about Jesus. And without Paul, who is Jesus? Like, he's the only connection they've had to Jesus so far. So are the Thessalonians going to continue to seek God without Paul? And so tonight we're going to finish this book together. So we're going to read 1 Thessalonians 5, 12 through 28. You guys could turn there with me. Give you a second. So that's 1 Thessalonians 5, 12 through 28. 
right, I'm going to start reading. Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord, and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard and love because of their work. Live in peace with each other, and we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays wrong for wrong, but always strives to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good and reject every kind of evil. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. Brothers and sisters, pray for us. Greet all God's people with a holy kiss. I charge you before the Lord to have this letter read to all the brothers and sisters. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Um, so let's just take a moment and review the whole quarter so far briefly. Um, so if you can remember all the way back uh, to week one, it's really hard, uh, Taylor had some questions for us the first week. I have them up here, hopefully. Um, some of the questions he asked was, am I honoring God with my ability to work hard? If I am working hard, am I constantly complaining about how tired I am so that everyone knows how hard I'm working? Those are some pretty challenging questions he asked. He asked some other ones um, that should be up there as well. How have I chosen to imitate, imitate Christ recently? And if I haven't, how am I going to start doing this? So tough questions. Um, then the next week, Brandon talked about being kingdom livers, not, sounds like a liver. Anyway, <laughs> kingdom, kingdom livers, not kingdom tellers. Um, we tell our friends about Jesus. Uh, he had First Thessalonians 2, verse 13, and it says, we thank God continually because when you receive the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as a human word, but as it actually is the word of God, which is indeed at work in you who believes. That's good, good stuff. And the next week, Meredith asked us if we're in whose faith we're investing in. If you remember that, that was a pretty challenging message. Like, who are you investing in as a person? And then Tony talked about hope, faith, and love. He talked about reading your Bible. Um, he talked about having a practice of prayer, living in community, and fasting, if you guys can remember that. And then Mike's message was super awesome. It was all about like um, sexual purity and stuff like that. But he asked a really cool question about um, sexual atheism. Like, do we believe that God has a part in every aspect of our life except in the aspect of sex? I thought that was a really uh, powerful message that was really uh, interesting to think through. There's some questions from that up there as well. Um, Haley talked about what is to come. How are you, how are you helping other people um, know about Jesus? There should be a slide for that as well. Yeah, so who in your life needs to know about Jesus? And then Isaac finished it up 
with an awesome message about waking up and, and being of a sober mind and not being lulled to sleep by Satan and culture. So there's been a lot of like really serious stuff um, that we've gone over this whole quarter. Um, so tonight I get to like finish it up and wrap it up. So here we go. So First Thessalonians, or, uh, not First Thessalonians, the Thessalonians, uh, must have felt a little lost when Paul had to leave them. Um, they probably felt maybe un- unsure of where to find emotional stability or peace. Uh, all they had known of Jesus so far was from Paul, and now he's gone. First uh, Thessalonians 5 ends this book with a lot of like little statements, like acknowledge those who work hard, notice those who care for you, and tell you the truth, hold them in high regard, love them because of the work they do for you, live at peace with each other, warn those who are lazy, encourage people who are disheartened, help the weak, be patient with everyone. Whew, that's a hard one. Um, Don't take revenge. Seek to treat each other first, like before yourself. Uh, Rejoice, pray all the time, give thanks no matter what happens in your life. Um, And don't stop the Holy Spirit from doing his work among you. So those are like a lot of little statements at the end. It kind of feels like um, maybe Paul's like jumping around a lot. Or maybe he's like trying to cram in all these like last minute like, okay, uh, here's all this last minute advice. Uh, Remember all these things. Oh, no, don't forget about that. Uh, Okay, oh, yeah, okay, you need to remember that one. Your, your facilitator probably feels like that right now. Like, oh no, um, you probably should go to church and uh, you need to do this and uh, don't forget about that and read your Bible and don't forget to pray. Oh my gosh. Or maybe uh, your parents felt like that before you left for college. Like, oh my gosh, they're going to die. How are they going to survive? Did I teach them everything? Oh no. Um, so maybe your parents felt like that. I don't know. Um, but I actually, I don't think maybe that Paul actually feels like this. Um, Paul is the master of the structured argument. Um, He's not very much of a last-minute man. Um, I think that Paul actually might be reminding us of something very specific, and it's not very random. So what is uh, this important, intentional chapter that seems really random trying to teach us tonight? So let's find some things Uh, that this chapter has in common. It's kind of like a connect the dots game. You guys remember those? Um, So let's uh, take this final section of 1 Thessalonians and try and figure out what Paul is trying to tell us. Um, This passage actually reminds me of the first chapter of 1 Thessalonians. Uh, Chapter 1, verse 3 should be up there. Turn back to that. Uh, That verse says, uh, We remember before our God and Father... Your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, I really love this verse. I actually memorized this verse when I was a Chi Alpha intern. I wanted to be remembered as someone who did good things because of my faith in Jesus, someone who worked hard because I loved God, and someone who endured because I had hope that it was all worth it for Jesus. I wanted to be remembered um, like that. And so all these little statements in First Thessalonians 5 are kind of like that. They remind us of the basics, 
Um, they're all have this main motivation behind them of faith, love, and hope. Um, they're the primary foundations of Christianity, faith, hope, and love. First uh, Corinthians 13, the love chapter, ends in verse 13 with, or with, yeah, verse 13 with the statement, should be up there too, yeah, um, that now these three, three things remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. Uh, so we know our three basic building blocks of Christianity. We know that the greatest one of these is love. So when you read the Bible, you can see that these things are set, are a lot of these things that are set in the Bible are actually inspired by these three things, especially love. Um, so I think that all these little phrases in 1 Thessalonians 5 are connecting to a much bigger picture, uh, a picture of how a family works together, um, how a family treats each other. Um, we're part of something a lot bigger than us. Um, we're part of a, a body of Christ now. So Paul might have left, but that doesn't mean that we don't know how to be Christ followers. So maybe your facilitator is graduating this year, and you're like, oh, oh no, who am I going to meet with next year? Whose core am I going to be in? They don't know me. Who am I going to talk to? Oh no. Like, ah. Or like maybe you're really worried about um, not having your core over the summer, and you're like, well, who am I going to talk to? Like, who am I going to share my life with? Um, and I think uh, Paul had faith that the Thessalonians could figure it out. And I think for you too, just because you're not going to be here this summer doesn't mean that you can't figure it out either. Uh, you don't need your facilitator or your mentor to know what God is asking you to do. It's all laid out right here for you. Um, so when I was in Portland, I could have made a choice to stop growing. I, I could have, it would have been really easy to actually to put God on hold and say, you know what, I'm in this secular work environment. I'm really busy. I don't really have time to read my Bible or connect to God or I'm lazy, I just want to watch Netflix, I'm not going to connect with God um, when I have time. I, I could have made that choice very easily. But I actually didn't, which is the good part of the story. Um, I actually grew more in my faith that summer than I did the entire year in Chi Alpha. Um, and for one reason, and that reason was that I literally only had God. It was me and God, and that was it. <laughs> um, I, I got to read some amazing books over that summer. I read this book called uh, Secret Power by Dwight L. Moody. It's all about the Holy Spirit. I read about missionaries uh, who gave their lives to Jesus and worked for his glory. Um, in a message at my home church uh, that summer, uh, God used a pastor to confirm everything I'd learned at Sikkim, everything I'd learned at Chi Alpha, it was a really powerful moment for me. Um, I got to tell my boss about Jesus on several occasions. Um, I was falling in love with Jesus that summer. Um, and a, a big reason for that was my grandpa didn't have Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So literally, I could watch my 10 DVDs that I owned, or I could read. <laughs> um, and so I read, because uh, you can only watch a movie so many times. So I read Reason for God that summer. My faith was, like, really strengthened. I had a, I started to grow a friendship with Sierra Hawthorne. Um, if you don't know her, uh, she is one of the missionaries we support. And she was a student here, like, two years ago. Um, and she lived in Vancouver, and so we went to a college group together, um, and it, the college group wasn't very good, but um, we'd go because we'd spend, like, hours afterwards, like, talking about Jesus and about, like, our lives. Um, so I created a lifelong friendship over that summer. I was only 19 years old, and God was, like, transforming me. Um, it was amazing. I was, like, bubbling over all the time with how amazing God was. Um, so I think my main point and the only point I have through all of this is our relationship with God does not stop growing when we leave what is familiar. I have that up there too, so you can write that down. Your relationship with God does not stop growing when you leave what is familiar. So the end in 1 Thessalonians 5, 23-24 says, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Just because you're leaving Chi Alpha for the summer does not mean you stop growing. Just because you're not in core and the group of people you're comfortable with does not mean that you stop growing. Um, the ways you, draw, you have drawn closer to God this school year have been because of the one who has called you. He is faithful, and he will do it. He will help you with all of these things. In 1 Thessalonians 5, he is the one, Jesus is the one, who is going to draw you closer to himself. So all these things on your own are impossible, to acknowledge those who work among you, who care for you in the Lord and who admonish you, hold them in highest regard in love because of their work, live at peace with each other, um, warn those who are idle and disruptive, encourage the disheartened, help the weak, be patient with everyone, make sure that nobody pays wrong back for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else, rejoice always, pray continually, Give thanks in all circumstance, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all, holding them. Hold on to what is good and reject every kind of evil. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. How beautiful is that? I love that so much. He will do it. You know, when you go home um, this summer, uh, one of the ways you could apply this passage is you could treat your mom and dad, like, respectfully, no matter how much you disagree with them. They work so hard. They send you to college. They provide for you and your siblings. Respect them. Hold them in high regard. Another good one is live at peace with your siblings. And don't revert back to the crazy quarreling. Another one is don't waste your summer. Did you know that when you graduate college and get a job, there is no such thing as summer break or Christmas break 
or spring break. If you are a freshman, you only have three more summer breaks. Use them wisely. Well, unless you're a teacher, of course, but... Even teachers sometimes get summer jobs, though. So use your summer breaks wisely. Don't waste them. What about rejoice always? Summer is a wonderful time to rest and go on vacation. Rejoice in this new season. I'm going to Arizona, and I'm pumped. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Enjoy your time with your family. Soak up the sun. Do things you don't have time for during the school year. Rejoice in how God has blessed you. So if you lived by this passage of 1 Thessalonians 5 for the summer and the rest of your life, then you would be set. Everything God wants to say to you is already in this book, his Bible. Um, The Bible is the greatest way to grow closer to Jesus. Um, When I came back to Central after the summer, I was so ready to do whatever God asked me to do. I was excited to be a part of his story and his mission. Um, One of those ways that you can be part of his story and his mission is movers and shakers. I talked about that a little bit in the announcements, but uh, I'd really encourage you guys all to come back and help with that event. Did you guys know that Michael actually started movers and shakers on this campus? This is a this is a Chi Alpha event. This is a Chi Alpha moment. Um, so if you're sitting, there's some of you actually are sitting here today because someone met you on Movers and Shakers, and the only reason you're in Chi Alpha is because that person met you. So why not like come back on that day um, and give back to what was given to you? Um, yeah, Movers and Shakers on September 14th, that's like part of God's mission on this campus. You know, help out your, with your facilitator. You have no idea how encouraging it is if you show up and help your facilitator. Like when I was like a facilitator and a core member was with me for moving and shakers, it was like heaven had opened up. It was like, oh, <laughs> it's so encouraging. Cause like, you're so like, you're out there and you're like, I'm gonna meet all these freshmen. And then there's like someone with you helping you. Like how amazing is that? You get to be that person helping your facilitator. You know, you don't have to be an official leader in Chi Alpha to be a leader. Um, You don't have to have an official title to be a part of what God is doing. Um, So be a part of that group that does movers and shakers with us. You know, and I I guarantee you that you will not regret it. Um, You'll not regret coming, what is it, three days early? Oh my gosh, three days early. (laughs) So great. But yeah, yeah, so that's just a great way to actively use your faith. Um, I want to challenge you this summer don't waste it. Don't use your, sum- use your summer to grow closer to Jesus. You know, don't play video games and watch Netflix in between your work shifts. There's so much more to life than Netflix, I promise. I know that's hard to believe. But I will remind you again of 1 Thessalonians 1.3. We remember you before our God and Father for your work produced by faith your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you want to be remembered like that? I know that I do. Um, so the worship team can come on up. Oh yeah, that's us on Movers and Shakers. That was awesome. You're fun. 
But yeah, the worship team can come on up. Um, tonight, we're actually going to take communion as our last night together. Um, so as the worship team starts playing, um, you can actually make your way back to the back tables on your own, get some of the bread and the juice. And you can take communion on your own. Um, but as you're taking communion, I'd like to challenge you in that moment, take that moment, take that moment of communion to decide to not waste your summer. There's no try in the kingdom of God. There's only a yes or no. Um, so you're going, you're not going to try to not waste your summer. You're going to either waste your summer or you're not. Um, so take this moment, make a commitment in your heart to grow closer to Jesus this summer instead of away from Jesus. So that's your response tonight. Commit to grow this summer. Let's pray to close out. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, I just lift us all up to you. God, I just, you, I just ask that you would uh, use this summer to uh, just do amazing things in our lives and in our hearts, God. I pray that you would use it to prepare us for what's to come in our life. God, I pray that uh, we would see this summer as a blessing from you, a blessing of a uh, time to rest and rejoice, a time to um, be with family. God, I just ask that, yeah, you just use this summer um, to just bring us closer to you, God. We just long to be closer to you. Um, God, I pray that you use this summer to speak to us. God, I pray that if there's anyone in this room that has never really heard you speak to them before, God, I pray that that would change over this summer, that they would hear your voice and that they would obey. God, I just ask that, yeah, we just see so much wonderful things come out of this summer. Yeah, in your name, amen. Good. 